So, you're about to start a video project that involves animation. In addition to other resources, you're going to need 3D models. With practically no money in your budget, it would be nice if you could find some for free. But where? Well, stay tuned. Because in this episode, number 2137, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG pros, will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, where can I find the best free 3D models and resources on the CG pros CG Insider podcast? Hello, and welcome to this edition of the CG Insider podcast. Thanks again for joining us. In this episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Monique T from Portland, Oregon on our Ask Us Anything page at our website, thecgbros.com. Where can I find the best 3D models and resources? Well, thanks, Monique, for your question. And by the end of our podcast today, you'll learn where you can find the best 3D models, and you'll also learn where you can find the best uh, resources as well that have to do with things other than models uh, for creating CGI. And you know, we'll give you some of, of our tips and recommendations. You know, we'll also be discussing some of the history of 3D model creation, as well as some of the pros and cons of selecting different model uh, types. Uh, also, make sure you stay to the end of the podcast, um, because we'll be revealing some of the comments uh, made by uh, viewers just like you on some of our past podcasts. So uh, stick around for that. I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston. And together we are the CG Bros. So let's dive right in, Sean. Let's, uh, let, uh, what are 3D models? So, um, you know, 3D models are anything that you, uh, any three-dimensional object um, in real life that you want to uh, build in the computer. So basically, it's a process of using computers and software to create any 3D-dimensional model um, that exists in, real, in the real world or concepts and designs of uh, objects yet to be built that's in your imagination. Um, using 3D and current rendering to capabilities, uh, which is a wonderful thing today. It's possible to capture, you know, size, shape, uh, texture of these objects, as well as how they respond to real-world light values. Um, to such an extent, in fact, that uh, they are indistinguishable from objects that uh, exist in reality. So, and it's uh, it's what amazing about it today is it's uh, 3D modeling and rendering has taken over the world in, in a matter of uh, a, a multitude of ways. Its uh, effect is immense, and it's it's most likely. Uh, you aren't aware that 3D modeling shapes uh, everyday life and your professional life, uh, not just for you know for video games and film, but for retail, architecture, interior design, construction, real estate, uh, doing 3D virtual tours, which is interesting because I just did one because I just uh, sell it, was selling my house, and they brought in a, a tripod and, and basically digitized the entire inside of my house, and so that was oh really, really cool. And you could just do a virtual tour through that. Um, also, uh, electronics, uh, product development, medical industries, web design, um, <clears throat> excuse me, manufacturing, city planning, uh, atmospheric and oceanography uh, studies, and GPS on your phone and in your car. So I'm just hitting a, a bare minimum of all the different things about 3D modeling that uh, it touches your, your life every day. Yes, and you know, I, I know when I go onto a website or I'm looking to buy a product or something, say even furniture. Uh, I was looking for some furniture not too long ago, and I was able to go to a furniture store and do a 3D. I mean, it wasn't; it was a 3D representation. It was a, I, it was a it was a, a 3D model viewer basically that allowed me to nav, you know, navigate and or orbit the the object that I was wanting to buy in in real time. Uh, you know, looking at it from all angles and, and kind of rotating it and seeing what it, you know what it. It's like holding it in your hand. It's magic. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it, it really is. Uh, um, well, some of the history. I, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, let's, let's go into some of the history. You bet. Um, I, well, I mean, I'd just like to say straight off that, that you know, 3D models uh, historically have been pretty expensive. To I mean, you need a you need to be skilled. So it's almost like being a, a model maker in the re, you know, or craftsman in the in the real world. You're using the only difference is you're using uh, tools that are computer based rather than physically based. I mean, you're you're shaping and you're you're combining things, you're assembling things, you're 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 uh, you know polishing things, you're dressing things, you're you're basically doing everything that you do in the real world except you're just doing it in the computer and that takes a lot of time i mean it's a it, it it's a it's a custom job generally speaking and yes and uh, just to be a little geeky on it or just uh you know historical uh pre-computers uh, all this started from um euclid uh greek map mathematician um he's sometimes referred to as the founder of geometry um lived in the third century bc um, and a lot of that started there and it kind of worked its way up through the decades. Um, um, more recently, obviously, 1960s, where you had the first 3D models that were created, uh, mostly for computer engineering and, and automation, um, with, uh, you know, working with mathematical models and data analysis. Uh, which and those are those are mostly primitive models, right? I mean, mo mo yeah, primitive-based models, squares. shaded at that point. Uh, I think okay, that, okay. that happened a little bit later on. But yeah, exactly. It's. Uh, <clears throat> I think we we mentioned it on a previous podcast that uh, Ivan Sutherland, uh, creator of the Sketchpad, uh, pioneered three D graphics in Utah and revolutionized uh, the first three D objects. Um, and uh, along with that, his colleague uh, David Evans opened the first Department of Computer Technology at the University of Utah. And then uh, in the seventies, you got your your uh, Adam. Uh, which is a CAD system, and that was designed to work on uh, as many machines as possible. Um, and so that, that, by doing that, it kind of created a huge spike in the availability of CAD objects, computer-aided design, which uh, allowed uh, the software to grow and uh, get more sophisticated. Yeah, when you think about, you know, the complexity of these models and, and, and the requirements of some of these models, you know, those data sets can be, especially for those, those architectural models, huge, just just massive. And so... You know the distribution. You know, trying to trying to just you know just handle those models and you know within your company, kind of distribute. You know, getting them over to, to people who need to work on them and distributing them, distributing dis, distributing. Why well, can't yeah, I say that? Say <laughs> I know <laughs> distributing them around the, the you know for people to work on and, and, and version uh, is a real uh, challenge. But I mean, they've they've really nailed it down today. But you know, architectural is really where it all started. Yes, and, and then you go to the 1980s. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Uh, live broadcast, of course. Um, was the interest, in, introduction of the, the first IBM PC that was available to everybody, and, and that caused widespread use of computer-aided design, uh, not just in aerospace and automotive, but also in, in you know, engineering businesses. Also boosted the introduction of uh, Unix workstations, and as those things became highly productive and cheaper as time went on and people more uh, used them more often, um, it, it uh, became more and more mainstream, which, uh, uh, you know, later on in 19, around 1983, uh, AutoCAD was released from Autodesk. And, and that, that was the first significant CAD program in the history of 3D modeling for the IBM PC. And uh, it offered uh, even more functionality than other CAD programs at the date. At, to that time, at twenty percent of the cost, because it was an, it was very like you said earlier, it was super expensive at that time, 
And then as we moved into the 1990s. Well, it's still, you know, it's, it's still, it still remains one of the most time-consuming processes, you know. Uh, yes. It, even in gaming and animation. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a custom job. It's custom built and custom, you know, modeled. And so right. the, it, it takes a person, human hand to get there, sit there and do that. So Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, as, as we move through the 1990s and, and, again, as computer hardware obviously, you know, keeps getting faster and software gets cheaper easier to use, you know, people got fascinated with 3D and learned to model for themselves. And as a result, the, the internet got flooded by hobbyists uh, um, that were selling their work even online. And by the end of 1990s, uh, another huge event uh, was uh, because the first uh, 3D printed organ was actually implanted in a person that was in 1999, mm-hmm. uh, a synthetic bladder. So. That's wow. kind of all the, the and, and now you kind of bring it up to current times. Um, but just to, to back it up, our, uh, we can talk about the, well, we'll talk about the free, the, the free uh, 3D models that we were exposed to when we first got into 3D, um, the 3D inter- entertainment industry was Viewpoint. Remember that? Uh, yeah, the, the that's, yeah, that's right. Catalog. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that was, and the reason, and the reason you use a model, the reason you'd use a mo- you know model library in the first place is because of what we were just talking about. It's so expensive to create these models, you know. I mean, if you, you know, and, and, and you can learn to model yourself, like we like we said, but it, you know, there's a huge learning curve. There's lots of tools to get used to. There's there's experience to gain, and you know, if you if you have the time to learn to be a 3D modeler, and you know, you you can save a lot of time by just going and buying them rather than you know building them yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of the impetus for the 3D model libraries generally is that you know it's it's to save you time and money so you don't have to model your own stuff. And like you know you just said, Sean, there you know once people learn to model, they those models become widely available. At least they are now in some of these. Uh, model uh, resource libraries to to purchase or download it's a lot of them for free right and and the, you know the viewpoint model collection was uh, that was first uh, we were just looking at it I remember looking at it and it was locked you couldn't you could only I think they only gave you a few of them on the on a CD um, and it was like oh my gosh they're so high quality and they were expensive uh, too if I recall yeah it was God it must have been like ten thousand dollars at one point I think for all to access the entire library. Uh, it was it was it was coveted. I mean, the um, it was actually some of the, some of the models that were on there was the first uh, NBC uh, used the first uh, football helmet for a new Super Bowl uh, animation commercial, a CGI animated commercial called Bud Bowl, and that was actually one of the the viewport models. Um, also, um, there was uh, gosh, it's been in mo- multiple movies: uh, Total Recall, Independence Day, Ants. So a lot of those. Uh, models, it became like a, I think Viewpoint uh, business grew um, from uh, when they started in 1988 to 1998, like six million dollars in sales by the end of um, you know. And then they, like I said, they had thousands of models that were used in all these different movies and commercials and things. Yes, and you bring up a really great point, Sean, about you know the resolution of the models and being able to be you know these models were really high resolution and and being able to use for pro- professional uh, productions and that's that's something that you know you. That the, uh, really needs to be uh, addressed up front, you know, bef- before you go and buy uh, any of these 3D models. Or, uh, you know, you need to. It, it really, and we've talked about this before. You know, that it really depends on what the end product is going to be. You need to know 
what you know the needs and the requirements of your project are going to be because that'll determine the resolution of the model that you're going to use you know mm-hmm. if you're going to be doing certain types of animation you have to make sure that this that the, the, the there's enough you know resolution in the areas that need to animate that that uh, can handle that uh, without breaking um, right yeah, and, or, or if you're just doing block out then you just need low resolution stuff you know it's it's not it, it really depends on what you're trying to do you know you know, what, what you know what's what your, what's your what your end, target end result yeah target, exactly what your yeah. target model or resource is going to be well so. i mean you know you make a good point with the models and how they're mm, the polygons on the particular character or or object um are set up um yeah if they're not laid out properly not be, then <laughs> yeah not yeah. to be too geeky but um, if you if you've seen any of the triangled um, you know wireframes of any type of 3D object you've seen on computer or TV or commercial, um, you'll see them um, in obviously in either quads like look like uh, you know squares or triangles. Those those have to be um, laid out on almost like a uh, a roadmap across the. Let's say I'll give an example of of a body. Um, they they're called edge loops. So every single it's like a ring around, let's say, your your arm. If you just drew a ring, almost like, uh, what is that guy who has the tires? Um, is that a Firestone tire guy who's who's got the the white tire the tires and he's like looks like a white um, character. Anyway, he's like. No, I know the character. I don't know rings. if it's Firestone. Anyway, yeah. so if you have rings around your your body, those are kind of how those will deform correctly versus ones that are uh, old technology. Gosh, when we first got some of those first um, models. Uh, early on were just really uh, not laid out correctly. They're almost like they're digitizing correctly. And so you had weird vertice uh, sticking out here or sticking out there when you try and um, g- create an animation rig um, on a character, which we talked about in a previous podcast. Yes, so. and those are the those are typically, you know, if you're going out and looking for free models, and those are typically going to be the models you'll find that are offered up for free, which are the ones that don't have good topography. Right. That, that, and they're not really considered to be professional level models. So, you know... You will you see get, that a lot. You will see that a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times when you buy some of these models, you know... You don't. You have to be just really careful mm-hmm. uh, because, like you said, they, they, you know maybe vertices need to be welded. I mean, not to get too geeky, no, but that's you true. Know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's no UVs laid out. Maybe there's no, you know, there, there could be all sorts of issues uh, right. with these models. And they, you know, what you see is not necessarily what you get. You know, you have to be able to, you know, like a car. You go and buy a used car. You got to be able to, you know, open the hood and, and look underneath and see see how it's made and right. and, and and you know if and there's even those, an engine in there. Yeah, yeah, many of those models are done in Maya, Blender, um, you know, 3D Studio, Lightwave, um, and or ZBrush, and they're sculpted, and so they're not sculpted knowing that this is exactly where uh, it's supposed to deform correctly when you bend the character's leg or arm. Or shoulders, um, and so what they do is they'll they'll, they'll sculpt uh, the character out first, or a model, whatever it is that's going to be deformed, and then they'll go ahead and what they call re- uh, topologize the entire thing with correct seams that will will deform correctly or edge loops uh, for that for the 3D model. So um, yeah, I mean, so you know, if you're going to go and get some free resources, which we talked about, I mean, this is basically free resource 3D models and and resources. Um, if you're going to go and, and look for your own 3D models, just always check to make sure these, uh, because there are some good ones out there, and we'll, we'll, we'll show you some of those. Um, always make sure you give you know, credit to the creators, and if, especially if you're a student um, and, you want to, and you're creating a demo reel, make sure that you 
declare that you didn't model that rig uh, or any of the character assets in your in your demo. So just just up front, that's kind of a cool thing. But then again, I know we're going to go into something. Also, you're, there's different formats too. You've got the major packages I've just mentioned: Maya, 3D Studio Max, um, Cinema 4D. Uh, those all have their own proprietary formats. Um, and then, well, more recently, all the Autodesks under one banner, 3D Studio Max, Maya. Um, and there's other, of course, standardized formats like OBJ and yeah. STL and stuff right. like that. And th right, and those are the standard ones. Uh, FBX is now becoming like I think the the standard for everything, because uh, it because Unity and Unreal and those game engines can also use those models as well. You know that's a critical point to, to bring up, Sean, is compatibility. You know we were talking about different file formats. You need to, you know, when you're looking at buying a, 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 a buying or, or downloading any of these files, they they have to be compatible. You don't want to be having to to uh, translate or convert these files. That just really bogs down your your uh, your workflow. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's go through some of the the free resources. Uh, did you want me to start? Or do you want did you want to go? You know, I, I well, I mean, my personal favorites. I, I like NASA. Uh, NASA, interesting. Yeah, NASA, the U.S. Space Agency. They have a they have a what's called NASA 3D Archive, and it it uh, it contains 3D models and images and textures and visualization uh, visualizations that they, that that uh, they're offering for free. So, uh, and, you know, and if you really like making space themed uh, stuff. Um, you know, just you know, head on over there. You can you can grab stuff for to create a backdrop for your short film. Um, are those textured you know, models too? They are. Yes, oh, they are. Um, high, and they're they're NASA. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are very high resolution, they're, and they're NASA verified astronomical models. That's what um, I haven't seen. That's yeah, it's a great great resource. A lot of uh, you know, it's it's a great way to you know if you one great technique for for that I use a lot is kit bashing, and where I'll I'll buy I'll have a bunch of models and I'll I'll bash them together to come up with my own unique custom model it, it's a kind of a kind of a cheat way to go but man you can come up with some great great results that way yeah there's there's also um gumroad um that is a where you can sell your own assets that you've created there's a lot of if you go to gumroad.com uh g-u-m-r-o-a-d.com and go and search for um 3d models you can find a bunch on there uh and and these are people trying to either sell sell some and attract you to go in there with free free models, and you can get some pretty decent ones, uh, as well as uh, uh, animation rigs that are connected to your 3D model. Um, so let me just show you just a little bit of, um, of some of the some of the uh, free sections that I've found over over the years. Yeah, let's take a this look. This is one that I really went to a lot um, just for um, animation, you know, practice and things like that was. Um, this particular one here, uh, where are you? Uh, I think it's actually blend swap is one. <laughs> Let me just show you there. So blend swap is a really cool place to go and it's obviously blender based. And so it's, it's its own format. I believe you can export them as FBXs as well from blender. So that's not, not a problem, but they've got a lot of, 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 um, of models here, a lot of rigs. Um, objects that you can use in your scene and that and people just swap along and just kind of upload them and, and there is a they ask to donate to help the site out but that's a really cool place there um, let me show you some more um, uh, this one here is for cinema 3d there's there's a ton here uh, with cinema 4d uh, also Maya max blender everything here these are these are free uh, scenes, textures, and plugins. 
and plugins so you can do certain animation things or certain uh, uh, augment some of the workflow for modeling in 3D. They've got tools and, and scripts and things like there. There's also um, underneath uh, the free, uh, this one here, let's see, high-end 3D. Okay, so high-end 3D, this is interesting. Um, this, one, this one's been around for a long time. Uh, Gosh, so, yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah, so I mean, they've, they've got their model care, uh, categories here that you can see. There's a lot of, of different things, and they're, they're some really, really good ones, and there's a lot that have animation rigs already uh, you know, attached to these characters or uh, deforming them. So you can, you can start animating right away. And like I said, yes, and that's and that's critical, I think, too. Like if you're searching around, you know, you need to know whether you can, you know, uh, you know, whether you, you need to attach a rig to it or you need to, to texture it, you know, because mm -hmm. that all, all that stuff takes time. So, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, the, the higher resolution that you've got or the or the the higher quality of the model that you're going to be getting uh, it, you're going to move up in, in cost for those. Yes, yeah, that's true. You you, you will um, actually pay. You know, some some will, some artists that sell them will be, you know, thirty bucks, fifteen bucks, um, things like that. So it's oh not, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you could buy a character model, but if you want it rigged, okay, that's going to be extra. Oh, right. you want it textured? Oh, that's going to be extra. Oh, you want to have different skins or different 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 uh, materials that you can use? Oh, that's extra. Right. And here's another place called um, Free Three D Models. There's a lot in here, and They've got Max characters, uh, FBX characters. They've got um, a lot of things in here. That, and there's also the low poly ones that we talked about that aren't, aren't really great. But, uh, you know, just to... Well, they're good for testing sometimes. Sure. Sometimes you just want to have characters to do some animation tests with. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. And then they've also got a rig section. I like Free 3D. Yeah, this, this is pretty cool. And again, these are this one's kind of a neat one. You can This Hulkbuster is really kind of cool. Um, but remember, again, you, you know, there are a lot, some of these guys um, that put that upload to this particular uh, website, um, they've, they've gone into um, game engines and they've ripped uh, characters out of those games. Um, and so uh, I, I would I'd advise don't, don't uh, publish those out there in, on the net uh, <laughs> because you can get in, get in trouble for that. You know, if you're using a personal use at, on your own machine, don't publish it out there. That's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah don't be a pirate. But Absolutely. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, so um, just you know, take that with a grain of salt. So, well, no, but you know, you're stealing from people. That's uh, that. I mean, somebody had to build that model and 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 pay for that model. And and like you said, if you're just using it for your own personal use, that's one thing. But right, you know. Yeah, there's another one called um, uh, Render Hub. Was another one I was going to show you. Oh, actually, it's right here. So this this is another one that has um, a lot of 3D models on it. And they're really, really uh, pretty high-res stuff that you can use and a lot of game models that are currently out there in some of the games that you're, you're currently playing. Um, so, for example... If you I, want to I, I, I really like using sites that, that have filters, you know, uh, like Free3D and, and others, even, even some of the paid sites have really nice filters that you can use to find the models that you want. You don't mm -hmm. want to spend too long trying to look for a model. You right. know, if you can use filters to, you know, based on, you know, File format, or or the mo you know model name, or poly count, or or whether it's animated or not, uh, or maybe you know they're having discounts on certain models on certain days. It'd really be great to, and I really appreciate that about some of these sites that they'd really have some really nice filtering ways to filter out and find the models that you're actually looking for. Right, right here they've got you know under low poly model models they've got superheroes, male characters, 
Um, this used to be free, <laughs> so he's now charging 450. So I don't know um, too much. You about got 3,000 downloads. Yeah, oh, so I why charge why for he's this. doing that? Because <laughs> this guy, obviously, his name is Rip Van Winkle. You get it. Um, but there's a lot of characters in current games that, uh, or within the last five to ten years, um, that are a ton here. Um, these used to actually all be free, and so he's got them in different formats um, that you can use. OBJ, which we talked about, FBX, um, and so those are the kind of universal formats you can use in almost any package today. So the, there are a lot of high quality ones. So uh, you know, those are those are ones like I said. If you're on your own computer and you're not publishing any of this stuff, you know don't publish it so because you're gonna get in trouble um another thing uh which i we won't go into every single one but those are some of the the main ones i like uh, evermotion i know i know i said free but this there's a lot of places that have free well we can talk about we can talk about paid here in a yeah second, yeah you know? okay so um i was just gonna say uh, well then i won't go i won't show you evermotion then hold on you go. no evermotion's very cool <clears throat> no yeah. i loved I, that that's always been my my go-to site yeah, for architectural stuff, there's just a ton here, and there's also um, uh, vehicles and things like that, and they've got a they're set up pretty pretty well. I think there's they've got really high quality interior stuff that's already set up to do use uh, renderers from like V-Ray and um, you know um, all the other renderers that are out there currently Arnold things like that. So uh, that's available, and then I'm going to go into some of the free resources for what I love is as animation rigs. So uh, my, my, I'm going to just go over my favorite because we're bl blasting through this podcast and I'm talking a ton. So free animation rigs. Animation Mentor, um, one of the best places you can get free animation rigs. Um, you get your model and the rig. Um, again, look at their terms and conditions and what you can and can't use these things for. But these guys are, are professionals. Animation Mentors are taught by professionals in the industry currently. Yeah, I'd like to uh, just interject here real quick. Sure. You know, it's all about licensing, and, and that's becoming a, a, a st stickier and stickier and stickier uh, subject, especially when it comes to digital assets. You know, uh, if you're, you know, using a, a free rig or free textures or free character, you know, models, uh, there are there are limitations. So you want to be very careful about you know, and then read read the limitations on what you can and cannot use those things for because you, yep. you definitely want to be uh, following the law. Exactly. And then here's another one. Uh, this is uh, from Sony Pictures. They actually brought one of their uh, their actual characters from one of their, their movies, um, Transylvania, I believe it was, Hotel Transylvania. Um, and you can use this and animate this character. You have to agree to their terms, and you can download this character, and it's rigged, and you can, it's their zombie rig. So that's that's right from Sony Pictures, animation. Really, really cool. Um, I'll go over one more. I'm going to make my own soft Hotel Transylvania movie with it. Yes, yes. I'm going to go through <laughs> one more. And this is one of my favorite um, as well as uh, Kyle Figgins. He, he's an animator, a, a lead animator, um, senior animator, lead animator at uh, ILM. And he has a bunch of rigs here that you can buy, but they're not super, super expensive. But they're, I mean, they're, they're really amazing. They're really amazing. Uh, I believe this one. What does he charge? Thirty-five bucks. I mean, you can get you can get those very very cheap, and he's got a lot of good quality characters in here. And then at the very bottom, he also offers some tools you can use, some Maya scripts, and then lighting. So when you're when you're doing a demo reel or something, and you want to use a 3D model uh, that's animated, you can um, you know bring it into Maya and render out things. Um, also here is his free rigs. Um, Spider-Man and um, Deadpool, really cool, 
highly recommend these free to, free to use. Um, so, yeah, they're really great. I mean, having that having a model that's already rigged for you, if you want to become an animator, is just really so helpful. It's so you know, I mean, it, granted, you don't have you don't get to learn the rigging process yourself, and you can certainly do that on your own. But at least it gives you, you know, an example that you can go from to see how maybe so, something should be rigged or how how others have have set up their rigs. Yes, um, and and again, um, Gumroad, where people sell their own assets, uh, go check those things out. Um, there's also uh, if you're into architectural, uh, in fact, you know what? At the very end of this thing, um, we'll go ahead and, and I'll tell you right now, there's a, a really nice website site out there that you can um, get. They have a list of about 44 websites that will give you um, 3D models um, listed by model type. So, for example, 3D printing, they, a lot of them now have models that are, that are free to use that you can print. So if you have a 3D printer or you know you, you can go to a, a place that does that, uh, architecture, people, animation, gaming, uh, visualization, graphic design, engineering, and then they, they, they uh, also have a column where they say it's whether it's free or paid, and that's all 3dp.com. So let me get one more time. All, all 3D. This is one word. All 3dp is in person.com. And they've got, like I said, 44 websites, and they've listed it all out there, so you can check that out. That's sweet. Well, we are coming to the end of our podcast, and then, uh, do you have any other resources that you want to throw out there uh, um, before I'm, we go on CG to the Trader, uh, mailbag? CG Trader's amazing. Um, Hum 3D is a really good one for models for uh, vehicles. And then Digimation has, I believe they purchased the original Viewpoint data set, and they've got 16,500 high-quality models and they're all in standard uh, OBJ format, which is compatible with a multitude of programs, like you said earlier. Yeah, and we and and, and I'd, oh, I'd like Turbo to throw squid. in there. Sorry, oh, Turbo Scoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, of course. They're, they've been yeah. around for a while. And you know what I really like about Turbo Squid and a place like Turbo Squid and, and Sketchfab is another great great one is they have what's called a model inspector so you can go in and when you select a model it it, it, it you can subject it to the model inspector which basically you know t- helps you t- kind of take the guess work out of you know finding out if the file has the integrity that you need. Yes. And um, you know that brings me one last thing before we we start going into the end but the Turbo Squid also has a, a program called Kraken which they've come up with that is a cloud-based 3D model library for individuals or teams. And, and you know how you, when you start downloading all those models, how do you organize them? Well, this allows you to, to organize and manage your entire 3D model library in one place. It's, it's also uh, cloud-based. You can upload them to a cloud. It's got an automatic search, automatic metadata creation. So it's a tool that inspects your entire library and gives you a uh, better understanding of the technical details, like how many mo- uh, polygons are in it. Um, you know, the size of the, you know, if it has textures or whatever, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. You know how much time that saves you? Oh, and automatic 3D file conversion. So that's a really that's cool cool. thing to have. Oh, and a viewer. <laughs> so you can view your, your models on your iPhone because it's, it supports, uh, well, actually Kraken Enterprise supports Apple, uh, AR, augmented reality. So anyone using an iOS device can preview it, uh, on the whole model directly on their, you know, phone or on their computer. Yes, and so mo- just remember, most of the time, the old adage "you get what you pay for" uh, is a truism, and and you you'll find that you know in the world of three D models and and other CGI re- resources, it's really no different than, right. than in the real world. Um, so I mean, it, and if everything were free out there, why would you need any modelers anyway? Uh, you know, modelers want to get paid for their work, and so you know, I, I'd also say that you know. 
you, you know, even with free models, sometimes you can kick money to the model creator, you know, through tipping do them or, 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 don't, or donating. I, I recommend do that. Or if they have a Patreon, um, you know, just, just throw them a couple bucks because, I mean, it's a really valuable resource, especially for people just getting into the business. Right. So, right. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, hit, hit the mailbag, Sean? Uh, Sounds good. We've uh, got, a, got, some, got some great comments. Restoring reality. And this, this uh, was a comment about a week ago. Uh, NASA. I think that was on our that was on our on our podcast. Uh, what is pre-visualization? I believe. Okay, that's right. That's right. Uh, so NASA are the true CGI gurus. There's nothing their CGI can't accomplish. Not even the sky is the limit for them. Well, thanks for restoring well, reality for that comment. Yeah. I, well, to that I'd say that's probably true. I mean, I, would, I was commenting on how cool NASA's you know, digitized uh, asset library is. I mean, it's it is cool. I mean, they are the uh, Indisputed uh, gurus, at least from from space, and and uh, you know, they know a little bit about space. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, the next comment is from uh, one of our most prolific commenters, uh, Etheric Bliss. Um, oh yeah, Etheric Bliss says uh, previs equals previs equals between storyboarding and filming, and that's that's true. Uh, what he's saying is uh, use. To be just story. Oh, it used to be just storyboarding before computers were involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. Um, uh, he says, "Where does storyboarding fit into the future? If the big of uh, the big scheme of things?" And he's asking, "Will storyboarding all convert to CG animatics and previs, and the classic storyboards will go bye bye, or will it storyboarding stay and go 100% CG?" Watching the Avengers previs next to the final cut, man. See, that's a good point right there. If you're watching them side by side, um, it does really uh, make it easier to to what Etheric Bliss says here is making it easier for the actors to play the part. And you know, from he says that uh, at least from the looks of it, one would think so. So great presentation, guys. Appreciate the time and effort y'all put into this channel, and we yeah. appreciate you listening, Etheric Bliss, and, and as well as you commenting. Your, your comments are very. Uh, yeah, we appreciate insightful. Of, of course. And, you know, he's asking that question. So um, I, I think it's going to be a personal choice. Um, there's going to be people that are going to be old school uh, traditionalists. They're going to do uh, the still storyboard because you're learning all the basics anyway when you go to art school. Um, and, you know, that to me. I, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, no, you're uh, yes. And, and the, it really depends on your budget. You know, if you've if you've got the budget, then you can do all previs digitally. That's that's great. If you if you don't, then you do it. You do it. Do it by hand. I mean, you do what you got to. You start where you are. You you know, work with what you got, and you do your best. Uh, you know, I th- I think in the end, though, I think uh, the fact that you you can take a lot of what you've done digitally and and, it, and it's immediately transferable. You know, in you know, directly usable into your into your production. That that's the real strength of that in my mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one more thing on that. I, 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 I do kind of think, as I'm thinking about it too, is as, as the younger generation uh, grows and they go through art school or go through tutorials and things like that, they're going to be using Cintiqs and they're going to be using um, sketch pads and they're going to be using Wacom tablets. So they're going to be already doing that probably most likely on first on paper and then they're going to be so used to doing it on digitally. And so those things are going to go really, really fast to them. because So they are going to kind of merge together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in that respect, it's going to be probably mostly in the computer, I would say. Um, it, it, maybe some of the older f- folks are going to be phasing out um, the old school stuff. Yeah, great, great thought-provoking questions. Yeah. Uh, lastly, okay, Temptress472. Um, I really enjoy your podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much. We, again, really appreciate it. 
good, bad, um, and indifferent. We like all of your comments, so please keep those going. So, hey, thanks again. Uh, we're on the end here. So thanks again for being with uh, us for this podcast today. And thanks again, uh, Monique, for asking us, uh, where can I find the best free 3D models and resources? We really hope we, you gave you some insights and uh, you got a little information. Um, there's so much out there. Um, we try to give you just kind of the, the top ones that we, we know about. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, we discussed what 3D models are and you learned about the different types of models and some of the background and history about them as well. Uh, we also discussed where to find them for free and where you can get some low cost uh, versions as well, uh, professional level models and other resources. Yeah, so please share this podcast with your friends if you enjoyed it. And if you found it valuable, we, we, uh, that's kind of why we do it. And we do a brand new episode of our CG Insider podcast right here every week. At the same time, same channel. And we talk about different subjects related to the business, the art, and the craft of CGI animation and digital VFX, as well as other interesting subjects that you bring to our attention on our Ask Us Anything page. Um, if you have a question or a subject you'd like us to cover in one of our podcasts, you can do the same thing and just leave us a comment below if you're watching us on YouTube. And if you're listening to us, head on over to our website at cgbros.com uh, like Monique did and, and ask your question there. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast where we'll be answering another listener's, listener's question. Um, Unity or Unreal, which is better for creating CGI short films? Well, that's going to be a good one. All right, we'll see you next time. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, where can I find the best free 3D models and resources? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a like, leave a comment, and share the video with your friends on social media. If you haven't yet subscribed to our channel, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they can listen to the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, Unity or Unreal? Which is better for creating CGI movies? This has been episode 2137 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.